everybody. Hello, everyone. This is Zach. And this is Stuart. And this is a uh, main show. Uh, this was my choice. Yeah. Um, the, the, the topic, if you did not read the episode title, is Knights of Badastom, mm-hmm. or a good reason not to LARP, you know, just to be on the safe side. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this was the first time that I've ever seen this movie. It's actually the first time I've ever heard of this movie. There's probably a good reason for that. Um, yeah. I mean, cause yeah, them. like I watched it last night on mm-hmm. Prime cause it's on Prime right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, although I have it on Blu-ray. I just, I didn't want to be bothered with, putting it in <laughs> and it's got some um i i wouldn't say big names but it's got some actors that i definitely recognized oh it's it's got a lot of star power in this so so let me just run down the list of people and what they're from right yeah. we have ryan Quantin. he played joe um he's from true blood like he's one of the lead actors on true blood so mm-hmm. this was like right at the height of kind of his popularity i haven't seen him in anything else hmm. um steve zahn is the is eric the enchanter yeah um he's he was in a lot of stuff in the like late 90s early 2000s um peter dinklage this is right before game of thrones was coming out yeah um <laughs> summer glau who was on firefly and sarah mm-hmm. connor chronicles uh jimmy simpson is the game master uh ronnie um (laughs) he's uh from always sunny in philadelphia and house of cards um and then danny pudi um i didn't catch his name but he plays the weasley character he's he's from community yeah uh brian pusain is one of uh joe's co-workers in the mechanic shop oh i didn't even notice that oh you didn't yeah he's the guy that like that uh he's like like, you're this far away from getting fired no, 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 no. He's he's his coworker. He um he's the guy that's that when um Joe's girlfriend is breaking up with him, uh he corrects her on the type of genre that they play and he's uh, like, "No, they're they're doom metal." And he's like, "Yeah, we were we started out as black metal and then moved to sludge metal and now we're pretty much doom." Yeah. <laughs> um and then Music was done by Bear McCreary, who scored uh, Jesus like anything nerd related on TV in the past like ten years. Mm. Um, like Battlestar Girl like Galactica, I think is the the the, the reboot show uh, is probably the biggest thing mm-hmm. or most notable thing. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of star power in this movie that, if I'm being honest, doesn't like if I if I'm being critically honest um it doesn't really start until about an hour in yeah and that's saying something because this movie is only 86 minutes yeah it's fairly short um i feel like it moves very quickly kind of because it has to even though like i said nothing starts mm-hmm. as far as what's pitched to you in the trailer because i remember seeing the trailer for this way back in like oh nine or so uh or maybe maybe hmm. 2010 uh it, it was filmed in 2010 was released in 2013 oh wow <laughs> uh it sat in post-production hell for quite a bit yeah, um, sounds like it 
Yeah, apparently there were a lot of producer edits to the movie that the director was really unhappy with. Mm. Um, And like I said, it's only 86 minutes. Yeah. But I don't hate it. Um, It's, it moves along very quickly. Um, Just generally what it's about is there's a guy whose girlfriend breaks up with him, which they're in their late twenties and they've been together since high school. Like that was bound to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Because I guess he doesn't have his life together and he's living in a castle with his friend. Yeah. He has a friend who Who I guess is a millionaire or well, yeah, he's an accidental millionaire. His, his, um, I want to say that in the, maybe in the behind the scenes, I didn't hear it in the movie if they said it, but his parents died unexpectedly. And so he just like got this windfall of money. And he also makes real weapons for like LARPers. Like if you want sword or a mace or something like that. Yeah. Um, he's got you covered and it's real steel. Um, which is apparently something people would pay for. I, I wouldn't expect that a LARPer would pay for that, but you know, um, I mean, yeah. maybe, <laughs> um, yeah, they, uh, so, so he breaks up with, or his, his girlfriend breaks up with him. Um, his wealthy friend, uh, and hung, uh, and played by she, Peter Dinklage. Again, she breaks up with him because he doesn't have like a stable job. He's, uh, he's a singer in a band and she wants somebody who's, you know, um, I guess has their life together, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah so his his friends um tr- uh get him really drunk and really high and take him larping with them yeah. um because he used to play D back in the day and they're like this is just the next level of D." yeah um i mean which is i mean it's fair fair <laughs> i mean it's, but they it's not they're, wrong <laughs> they're doing it at a uh, state park um yeah where most people actually do most of their larping yeah um, have you ever LARPed before? I have not. Okay. Um, that's just something one. I've I've never really gotten into. Gotten into. Um, I can see people liking it. Um, yeah. It's it, it runs into the problem. I th- well, I think it leans into the problem that making a fantasy movie has inherently in that people look ridiculous in real life when they're wearing a bunch of fantasy bullshit well that um, and but like, they lean into it because it's larp so they're not like like they're kind of trying to get away with co- uh, with costuming yeah. choices <laughs> um, um but it interesting works. thing is um with larping like the fighting isn't like your traditional fighting um you have to get really like I don't know, um, particular with it. Like, so I've done some LARPing in my time. Um, oh, okay. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I did two LARPing. Um, one was vampire LARPing, which it's funny because they make kind of fun of it. I did like that joke several times when they actually get to the LARP campgrounds after yeah. they've summoned this demon because, spoilers, they, they summon a demon yeah. uh, with with a book that the rich guy bought online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there when when this demon approaches people in human form and is covered in blood, everyone that she approaches initially is like, "Are you one of those freaky vampire larpers?" Yeah. <laughs> so I've done um, vampire larping, and then I did um, like I think it's called 
Neuro or Nero or something along those lines. Um, it's a, a big organization for like traditional um, fantasy uh, LARPing. But the thing okay. is, like, you have to be very um, so with when you're fighting things, you're not actually fighting like with you know traditional styles and stuff like that. You kind of get a little like, I guess, uh, weird about it because like you can like, I guess you can move your shield above you and then you like start whacking somebody in the head with your arm up so you get kind of like I, I don't know goofy about it where it's not it doesn't look like traditional sword fighting it looks like you're trying to bop somebody on the head with a, a nerf uh sword yeah because it's all foam yeah and then you know people try to be cheap about like where they're trying to hit people because you know, it's easier to hit somebody on the head if you're swinging like above them or something along those lines. So it's just, I don't know, it, it looks silly. Um, well, you know, what's funny is when I was in grad school, um, where my office was on the quad overlooked this section where the campus, the, so, so the campus for undergrads had uh, one of the clubs was, was a uh, LARPing club and fabrication yeah. club. And so they would meet up at this spot on the quad um, <laughs> directly outside of, of uh, my office where I had a view mm -hmm. of them pra either practicing or like trying to get new people to join by showing up, like doing a quote unquote weapons demonstration. Yeah. Um, and it always looked fun and they seemed like they were having a good time. I didn't know that they made LARPing bows and arrows. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a like there's some cool aspects to LARPing. Like I enjoy yeah. LARPing. Um, it definitely was a lot of fun. Like, yeah. you know, it yeah, just Wednesday, these, these group of undergrads would just like congregate and like smack the crap out of each other with foam outside of my window. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they, I definitely don't, um, uh, like I definitely don't, I guess, um, condemn anybody for like larping or anything along those oh, lines. Oh no, not at all. Again, it's it's super fun from what I've, you know, gathered and what I've played with and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, um yeah, do your LARP. Have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, with the um the the movie they um they accidentally summon a demon um and it kills most of the people in the LARP. And then the main group of heroes has to slay this demon, but for realties. So it like, it's a very simple story. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, you know, something that obviously can be told in less than an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and it, it moves along very quickly. Um, I, I really like this movie. Like, so I, I saw, like I said, a trailer for it in like 2010 or so. 2011 something like that and um was like oh that looks like a movie my my wife would really enjoy um and so i got it for her when it finally came out to to blu-ray like in 2013 or so and to me i'm pretty sure she liked it um but but it's uh you know the rotten tomatoes on it is 67 percent, and the metacritic is 56 yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of got mixed reviews um it definitely felt like a b-list movie so the graphics in it are yeah not great especially like 
Yeah, I mean, especially considering it's... It, it doesn't help that it sat on a shelf for three years before it came out, because just with the rate with which that, that moves along and progresses... Um, having 2010 CG in a movie that comes out in 2013, yeah, not a great look. Yeah, and also are, the humor doesn't really hold up. There's yeah, there's, there's some cringy of, humor. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of of um, jokes in there that are you know cringy, cringy, it's yeah, cringy like gamer like larper sort of uh, humor. Where, where it's like, oh, you know, you're super nerdy, so you don't know how to talk to women, or, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, there, some self-deprecating humor, which, you know, is it's not always the best, especially when, you know, it hits, not when, especially when it's like something that I've done or I've enjoyed and stuff like that. It's like, you shouldn't feel ashamed at doing that. Yeah, I mean, largely I I like it because it's it leans into what it is. Like, it, I don't think it it is trying to be this this grand like blockbuster, right? Like, it's a movie that was shot in a state park. A lot of the extras are actual larpers that go to this park in Oregon. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, so like a lot of the extras and stuff that you see, like the other t- other LARP guilds that, mm-hmm. that get introduced, um, are actual LARPers. Like, That's and they, cool. they came in their, their own costumes. Yeah, like I'm the sure costume was really, stuff. like, cool and stuff. I don't know, there was just, like, this one part where, like, the DM's trying to hit on this very cute woman and stuff like that, and it just comes across as, like... Oh, it's it's very cringy, cringy. and like he's very he's very much leaning into how creepy he's being. Yeah, like the actor is, and like, is leaning into what his character is and doing. like you know the it, I don't know that feeling of like I'm it, he makes a like a line about like you know I'm the DM I'm basically like God or something like that. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know, it, it's just it was odd. Yeah, I mean it's um. It's it's definitely got some problems. I mean, it's also a decade old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's I don't know. I I wouldn't say it's a favorite movie, but it's one that I thought we would both enjoy. And I'm picking up that you probably did not really have a good time. I mean, so, I <laughs> I enjoyed aspects of it. I definitely enjoyed aspects. Like you know, right. again, because we play D&D, we play, um, well, I've done, like, LARPing and stuff along those lines. Yeah. Um, which, again, is a, a lot of fun, but I don't know, it just, the story was a little, not strange, but, like, the story was a little, um, rough around the edges. Right. Um, so that was... I don't know interesting it was just kind of hard to get into and stuff like that um i don't know like it's i can sort of see where people rated it about like 60 on ron tomatoes yeah i mean it's um it it certainly would not have made anyone's career to be in it but i don't think it's so bad that it would like 
anyone should be embarrassed for being in this no movie. no i don't think anyone should be embarrassed or anything along those lines it's just you know i don't know it just it it wasn't my type of movie yeah no. well i so one of the things that i i did find funny in it is like the constant because like people in real life even do this where you know and it might be a holdover from the 80s or the mm-hmm. 70s where role playing is kind of conflated with metal and that's certainly the case with a lot of things but like there are just so many metal references in here like um obviously beth is the name of his girlfriend that's the name of a kiss song um oh the temple of syrinx is uh either a song or a or a um album by rush hmm. Uh, yeah, there's things like that. Evermore is, um, or Battle for Evermore is a Led Zeppelin song. So like, there's references to metal. He's a metal singer. Um, yeah, and um, maybe I just didn't get those references because like, I mean they're not huge. Like it's, <laughs> it's not like they're they're, you know, staring into camera and wink wink nudge nudging you. It's just stuff that that. I feel like the screenwriters put a placeholder in or, um, you know, hell it's, it's what a lot of DMS do. I think when they make things that they want to sound, want to make sound cool. Right? Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely like, um, you know, gotten inspiration or gotten like names yeah. from different. Well, hell you know. I'm, I'm running a, um, a D and D campaign now that's basically set in eighties be action movie mm-hmm. world and so all all of the adventures are stolen from 80s b movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean yeah like you you uh I, I i think that's more commentary on people who who play these games lifting things from what they know right mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i I do really like this movie. I can see where someone would not like this movie. Um, yeah, so this was kind of a, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a miss for me. Like, gotcha. I, en- I enjoyed the the concept of it. Like, you know, writing a story about LARPing and stuff like that. You don't see many, like, LARP stories in, I guess, was this a mainstream movie? Like... Did this come uh, out I, I think it came out to a handful of theaters, but I can't imagine that it was a wide release. Like I'm, I'm imagining maybe it had a premiere in Oregon somewhere where they filmed it. Um, mm-hmm. And it showed like in Oregon, LA, you know, maybe Austin. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty big LARP community in, in Austin. Um, mm. Maybe Tampa for the same reason, like I like very specific things because I, I feel like this is a very niche movie. Um, yeah, and so the thing is, like, I just felt like a lot of jokes fell flat for me. Right. Um, a lot of jokes where I think they were trying to make, um, I don't know, make humor of like oh larping and stuff like that even like the hillbillies were just like uh these oh right that's a so that's a factor that i always forget about like and i watched it last night um yeah yeah, there's there's these 
hillbillies that play paintball and you know it's it's the um it's the stereotype at you know at the time of of paintball being the the thing that jocks did to you know, yeah play pretend and make fun of people who were also playing pretend um it's kind of like that meme about you know a dad asking their son what he's doing and the son is like oh i'm i'm uh watching this, uh, a let's play and the dad thinking i can't imagine watching someone play when you could play yourself as yeah. he's turning on a football game yeah, yeah it, it's it's one of those type type um jokes that like at this point is is old um, yeah it's just the stereotype was done to death and it's i did like, think it's funny that they were cops though yeah i guess <laughs> um but it's you know it's that whole try i guess tried and true oh they're they're dorks so they gotta be you know um bullied jocks. by the jocks, jocks versus geeks. yeah because that's <laughs> the epic struggle that always happens it's like yeah yeah i've i've heard, seen this story before yeah yeah so i don't know it just it felt I, I like i can't imagine anyone who actually does large just given the the amount of characters in this that are not a hundred percent likable i can definitely see someone who actually does LARP not liking this movie because because of those stereotypes that they use mm -hmm. um because really joe and uh, i can't remember names um summer glow's character mm -hmm his his interest who who's only there because yeah her cousin has a some sort of like mental uh, disorder where he I he's stuck in a, in a fantasy world yeah, and, and, and she makes this like reference about like oh there was a big thing that happened at the ren fest it's no just, medieval times oh medieval, medieval times, times. Oh, yeah. do you know what medieval times is uh yes i i've never been but i know you so can i get, have like, been before and you get like <laughs> I don't know, a chicken leg there, and you watch people joust and stuff like that. Uh, no, you get a whole chicken. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, well, it's not a chicken. It's more like a, like a, um, what it is seems it? Like very, a chicken. Um, I don't know. Commercialist, commercialized. It, it, it is. I mean, you know, it's a very touristy thing to do. Uh, it was, I had fun doing it. Yeah, but it was, yeah. I don't want to. You know, you watch Knights Joust and, mm -hmm. and Duel and stuff like that. So, yeah, like her cousin is the type of guy that jumped in the ring and put the Red Knight in the hospital uh, yeah. is, is the joke. Um, but, but yeah, really those two are the only ones in the movie that are actually quote-unquote mature in some ways. Like, like every uh, other LARPer in the movie has some sort of It's just a man child. Yeah. 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 So like I can definitely see someone taking offense at that, but um, you know, I don't actually I've never been LARPing, so like my imagination of it is this, just because like even as someone who role plays, there's a stereotype that LARPers have. Um yeah and which is not i mean it's it's you know cliche it's not actually the case i'm sure mm -hmm. <laughs> well and the thing is like it just it feels like they really do 
play up a lot of cliches in there. They do. In this movie. Yeah. And it's kind of cringy the way that they treat the uh I guess the love interest in in this aspect or in this movie and everything. Um just because she seems to just be there because she's a love interest. Like when when he's getting introduced to the party, like, you know, they're basically telling everybody their stats and stuff like that. But instead of giving her like stats, they're like, oh, she has a great aspect or something like that. Like referring to her plus three, plus three ass. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, uh, that's it's, so... yeah, it's very crazy. It's not very well it's... done. Um... Yeah. And like, you know, it, it just feels like, I don't know. Uh, and they give her one scene where she like, you know, she's a a adept like competent. yeah yeah so it just it, it makes it even more just like eh, i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean it... and again i don't want to like yuck your your fun no no yeah well well no i mean looking at it critically like like i said like nothing we're saying is anything that really will stop me from rewatching this movie. yeah but i hope you don't but um no, looking at it critically, it, it definitely does have problems. Um, I will say that it's infinitely more watchable than a lot of fantasy movies. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen In the Name of the King, which stars Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie is way more watchable than that piece of dog shit. <laughs> yeah. um, I've never seen that movie. Yeah. Well, and uh, is it about it has, No, no, it's it's based on the video game series uh i think i think it's the dungeon siege uh video games but i mean it has a lot of the problems where like people are supposed to be um fantasy characters and it's like yeah i've i've seen better cosplay at a con um your costume looks ridiculous Mm. whereas it works for this because it's people who are larping yeah making their own costumes and the actors in real life bringing their own costumes um which i mean there's some funny visual gags in there i thought where like one of the guilds has just this random samurai yeah i do like like (laughs) so there were a couple i i've been talking about the things that i'm not a fan of but there were some things that i was a fan of like when they were coming up like when they were um i guess introducing all the teams like i enjoyed yeah. some of the names of the teams and stuff like that um their names escape me at the moment but like there are some they're, funny all, they're all funny like it's it's yeah. like what you'd hear a team name in like bar trivia yeah right? so like it it's, was, it's like that yeah so it was funny in that aspect of like oh yeah that's that's cute yeah. um so and again was, the costumes are great largely because they the the actor the extras all brought their own yeah like the only costumes really are the ones that the main characters are wearing which do look good and are like real metal here and Mm -hmm. there but like there's a lot of people who it's like just in the background like the guy that looks like a samurai yeah (laughs) it's like wow that's a (laughs) nice nice uh cosplay that's a nice set of armor you have yeah so, I mean, I enjoyed it with that aspect. Um, but, yeah, just, like, the story was kind of, like, 
oh, I got this book off of eBay, and it's actually a wizard's manual and stuff like that, and uh, I summoned a succubus. And, and even, like, some of the jokes about, like, oh, like, the DM was mad at the main character because he gave his character, like, demonic syphilis or something, and then, like, made a joke about him, you know... Oh, yeah, they caught him masturbating, masturbating to, the, to the succubus and stuff like that. It's just like... Well, okay. I mean, to, Again, to be so fair, like, that's a that's a, a wide-ranging joke from the way the succubus in 2nd edition D&D is portrayed. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of... Yeah, but, of like, the average person is probably just like, oh, those D&D people, they're a bunch of deranged Always masturbating their books. Yeah, no, they, yeah, it's, it's, um, like you said, it, there's a lot of cringy humor in here. A lot yeah. of insider humor here. Like, if you've never played a game, you might not get. Yeah. Um, and then, like, like it, it has an audience, like, but it also insults that audience, if that makes sense. Yeah. In some ways. I'm not a big fan of being insulted. Um, <laughs> and then, like, the story is just, like, it, it... Again, it doesn't really start until, like, halfway through the movie, and then... Oh, it's, it, it's way further than that. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I, like, I looked at the time code, and when the demon attacks the camp is an hour into the movie. Yeah. And then it's just, like, you know, demon, you know using her sexual prowess to kill a person demon using her sexual prowess to kill another person demon trying to use her sexual prowess but the guy isn't interested in women so they make a joke about that because he well he's little, also cosplaying a fairy, as a fairy. Yeah. i know and it's just like uh our larping is a fairy as yeah a fairy. and it's just like oh haha but yeah. i mean to be fair though they have the um the group the the guild of fairies that presumably he's looking for because like they, they were the only people larping as fairies where um well i guess there's a gay joke in there too where, yeah. where it's the yeah, couple because... because they like they they uh quote unquote experimented and his girlfriend met up with this third yeah outside. It's, again, just yeah. kind of like cringy and then like yeah you know, the succubus is trying to, like, you know, hit on this guy and, you know, he's dressed as a fairy. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, you're, you know, marching down the wrong battlefield or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And maybe yeah, I'm I mean, there's definitely maybe I'm things... a grumpy old man or something like that, but like... No, I, I mean, there's some things they could have done to make this better. Um, that being said, like I said, the... the um, director apparently was very unhappy with with how the producer edited this movie because yeah. he did not have i just um, wish they would have focused more on the actual plot of the movie instead of making all these like not so great jokes yeah yeah i mean it was is there anything else like what what would you have wanted to see to make this more appealing I more guess. appealing um i guess do more on the like the whole larp aspect like you know i think there was one thing um where they were fighting like the guys in gorilla suits and stuff like that um 
if you know you would have had these more aspects of like and then like the final battle when they're doing like all their their speeches and stuff like that and like doing actual larping that would have been cool but you know you're focusing on just like or like talking more about the book and stuff like he was just like oh i got this book off ebay it's like well like can you you know dive a little bit more deeper into like more and stuff <laughs> like that like the thing is the dm is like oh i know how to speak this language and then he like rattles off like two sentences about the book and then that's it yeah okay we want to discuss more about the book now yeah they really only had like like you said the one scene with it which i think is a great joke when when they're setting up and everything and the guy one of the guys that's in the gorilla suit uh is like weekend improv workshop my ass like trick some guy into (laughs) yeah that's funny but then like i mean that's also something that that i've heard of happening to people <laughs> where they yeah. think they're doing one thing and that because they're they're trying to get an acting job they respond to the ad and it's not at all what <laughs> but then they end up like slapping you in the face where like you know that same guy who was talking about oh you know improv acting acting class my my ass um then like the succubus starts like seducing him and he's like oh i'm not into that furry stuff it's like come on just yeah. because you know that's a very 2010 joke yeah yeah it's just like eh, i don't know um and maybe again like i'm being too critical but no i mean because yeah i mean that's that's what we're we're uh doing because like i said it doesn't affect whether i still enjoy it. like yeah. admittedly it has problems um like I would have taken out the the gay and, and mentally disabled jokes. Yeah, or like maybe, maybe make the characters more likable. Um, yeah, like even Peter Dinklage character, like I, he was like a, a big druggie, and he's like, oh, I'm going to take all these mushrooms before like. I'm... I mean, I did think that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good way to like really hurt yourself, I guess. Yeah at a, a LARPing thing. Yeah, I mean, at a LARPing thing, you probably do not want to do that. Um, yeah, because then you, like, you know, the reality gets, the line between reality gets harder to see. <laughs> you probably end up, like, being a lot harder or, like, hitting people a lot harder or something like that. I don't know. It just, yeah, you know. It, yeah, well, I mean, like, they make a point of calling Danny Pootie's character um weasley like they call him a weasel because he like he's the guy who's who's um vying for more experience points than other people in his party like it's it's that trope of a a role-playing character Mm -hmm. um and but but like they don't paint any of the other larpers as very heroic like it's the guy who's not necessarily a larper who's like well we've got to stop this guys yeah Uh, a lot Um, of them actively try to leave yeah yeah like they know this thing is going to massacre a lot of people and they're just like well guess we better leave to get help yeah (laughs) "Hmm." which i mean they are also fighting a demon to be fair but um yeah like they they 
they they don't really do anything to distinguish the characters you're supposed to like from characters that you are not supposed to like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I liked it. Uh, sorry that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> but I was... I think so. There's um, there is a fan made um, I guess D and D movie. And it was something that we watched in uh, college when we were going to college together. I forget the name of it, but it was basically a story where these people are playing D anD D, and you know, oh, by a dead gentleman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, I, it kind of made me miss that. Like, I wish that movie, you know, the movie that we watched, Night of Bad Astem, was that movie. So you may want to go back and rewatch that. It is. It's not aged well. I watched it recently. It has not aged well. And for a lot of the same reasons. Okay. Um, Maybe I will need to rewatch it because like, I remember it being, I feel like your nostalgia may be tinting it because like, like I said, like I I watched that a couple of months ago and it's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I still enjoyed it, like, because I have the memories of watching it in college and having a good time with it. But, like, from from a 2020 perspective, it has not aged well. And granted, that's even earlier than this. I want to say that came out in, like, 05 or 06, maybe. Well, Um, it just, it made me crave, like, an actual, then, yeah, I've got to rewatch that. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely do not need to recommend something that I haven't seen since, what, 2000 and yeah well i mean but no like you make a good point it's 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 in the same vein it's just dead gentleman is um it's much less but like it's micro budget like well i'm talking like like you said it's a fan film whereas this is actually a bigger budget movie but not like and so from what i was remembering was like the jokes were D D jokes like the yeah. jokes were like i remember a joke of like the barbarian being scared of water and they were at a river and then the dm reminded him like they were just talking normally and then the dm was like oh don't forget your character's like afraid of water and he's like oh yeah and then he starts like randomly screaming yeah yeah i mean it, there's a lot of jokes in there but there's also um a lot of jokes uh, about them not really wanting to play with a character who's joining a game who is a female. Oh, so there's, there's stuff like that in it that like at the time and for what it was, I'm not going to say it's appropriate, but like it was. Yeah. But not acceptable then, but like it was overlooked, I guess. So what I really want is like, I guess my big thing is like have a D and D movie that like knows about D like lifestyle or like stats and stuff like that like you know make these references these D references and like you know know that your your audience who's going to see this movie is going to see it because they know D. yeah which like, if i'm being 100 percent afraid to make jokes about like you know D. Well, and if I'm being 100% honest, um, people may be wondering why we're not 
covering the actual D&D movie, and Mm -hmm. it's because I don't want to look at that with a critical eye. I want (laughs) to enjoy it for what it is, because I watch it multiple times a year. (laughs) Um, I'm guessing there's issues with that, or... I mean, not not issues like this. Like, just critically off the top of my head, no, it's not a very good movie. (laughs) Um, For for reasons that are unrelated to this one. Like, they don't do like blatantly sexist or or things or make homophobic jokes or anything like that but i mean it's not it's also not a great movie (laughs) but i don't want to look at it critically because i love that movie (laughs) yeah yeah um and you know that's that's the uh i guess the thing is like you know some i guess movies just don't i don't Don't hold up to scrutiny yeah i I yeah i mean i Mm -hmm. i would take this one with a with a grain like i would recommend it if you're if you're into watching a very short movie about larpers having to face real problems um that are not real problems they're like the magically created problems (laughs) that were constructed for the plot of the movie um yeah i just i don't think i could recommend this movie like okay you know i i don't know who i would recommend it to because like i wouldn't recommend it to people who enjoy DD because like there's no DD jokes i wouldn't recommend it to people who enjoy like watching good movies because this is not really a good movie in my yeah Um, It's clearly like a B movie because you're not going to watch it for like, you know, the graphics or anything like that. There are a lot of cool costumes. So if you're into that, I would say, yeah, maybe, but like. Which hilariously have nothing to do with the production of the movie because those people brought their own. Yeah. You can watch some just like screen clips if you wanted to really know about those costumes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I guess this is for like general audience of like, get a laugh at some of the people who are playing D D. like there was nobody yes. that i could like you know root for yeah i mean it's um i would say the the one likable character in this is the one played by summer glow whose name escapes me um and she or her character very obviously does not give it like is only there because her mentally disabled cousin is there and is having a good time and she's hanging out with him. Like she, she otherwise does not care about it. And it's like, okay, so you guys made a movie about LARPers and the one likable character in it who doesn't do anything um, cringy is someone who doesn't care about LARPing. <laughs> yeah and who gets objectified yes and who is the subject of yeah like you said objectification um you know like i said there are problems with the movie i (laughs) will put this movie on occasionally uh not as often as the D &D movie yeah Um, and again like i don't want to yuck anybody's uh yeah it is definitely a more mainstream movie like it's it was going for the mainstream audience but i don't know what mainstream audience would want to watch a LARPing movie? 
Yeah, I don't know. See, that's, that's like it's it, like, like it's got a problem with with who its audience is. <laughs> yeah, I, I really think it doesn't know who it wants to tell the story to because yeah. like people who LARP are just going to be like, oh, this is super cringy. Like I don't, you know, this is making fun of me. Why why would I want to watch something that makes fun of me? And, yeah, <laughs> you know, other people who just the general audience probably wouldn't be interested in watching this type of movie yeah i don't know yeah it just it's it's hard to find like who they were trying to tell the story to but you know definitely send me an email if you think this is one of your best uh movies because yeah if you want to go real hard and heavy on defending this movie to the death yeah feel free to shoot us an email because (laughs) unfortunately it's not getting recommended by me okay well um, that being said, uh, why don't we move on to, uh, me, me, me's. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, so I have a lot of stuff this week. I don't know how much you have. Um, um I have a, a, a decent amount, but I'll let you go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I watched a little movie called Forbidden Kingdom. Have you ever seen that? Nope. Uh, it's, it's one that I feel like you would enjoy. Hmm. Um, okay. it's a... Uh, it's a movie, I think Disney put it out, but it's, uh, it's a live action movie and it's got Jackie Chan and Jet Li. That's cool. Um, and the story of it is there's this white kid, I think in New York that is like a, like a Kung Fu, like film fan. Right. Mm -hmm. And he gets magically transported to Wuxia um era or wuxia style china right Hmm. and it's basically journey to the west like they're trying to free uh the monkey king right and jackie chan and jet lee are his teachers it one of the things that's really surprising to me especially when it came out like in the mid 2000s is that it's as far as i noticed um it's not at all um like there, there's not an instance of a character like being a token Asian character. Like there's, they're playing the stereotypes of that culture's heroes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Jackie Chan is playing like the drunken master, which yeah. is a, a trope in that that form of cinema and, and that form of storytelling. Um, there's Jet Li, who is, you know the very stern and stoic monk right yeah. um so it's it's a, a really good movie that doesn't do the thing that you would expect a movie like that to do and mm-hmm. i don't know if it did well or not <laughs> yeah, like I've financially speaking yeah. but it's i mean it's really good like i said it's got jackie chan and jet lee in it uh actually let me make double certain that it's actually jet lee <laughs> i think it is based on the uh, time period yeah. that it came out in, because I think he was still making movies. Let's see. So yeah, 2008. Yeah, Jet Li. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 128 million on a 55 million dollar budget. Um, that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I recommend it. It does uh, interesting things. Um, that you would not expect out of a movie of that time period hmm. it is so 
is the acting so you said that there's a kid like is the kid a- oh a kid he by by kid i mean he's like in his late teens like he's he's a high school student. okay who is this particular actor or um no one noticeable he's okay he's kind <laughs> of like, a, like he looks like um he looks like a shia labeouf mm-hmm rip off if that not rip off but like uh let's see michael angarino yeah yeah don't know um yeah i'm looking at his imdb i'm not seeing anything that he Hmm. was in drunk history he played walt disney oh okay interesting drunk history that that's that's about it uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to give it a check. I mean, it does seem like it's in my wheelhouse. So, yeah. Oh, and I was wrong. It's not Disney. Uh, it's uh, Lionsgate. Um, okay. Which I I guess I thought it was Disney because this was around the time that they were doing things like the live action Sorcerer's Apprentice and things like that. Mm-hmm. Before they decided to just you know, retell their animated movies just in live action and they were yeah. trying to do different things live action. Um, it just, it struck me as one of those type movies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Um, I think it's something you personally would, would enjoy very much. Yeah, I'll have to give it a check. Yeah. Um, so that's it for you for right now? Yeah, we can trade off. Okay. Um, so Steam had its Steam sale uh it's you know normal summer steam sale and everything like that yeah. and i ended up um getting a couple of games that have been on my wish list uh games that i kind of had put off so um as most people know i'm a big fan of the company um super giant games they've put out like pyre they put out bastion and um they recently put out, uh, I think it's called like Diablo or something like that. Not Diablo because that's Blizzard's game. That's Blizzard. Um, it's something along those lines. Like, but um, there was a game that I had never played before. It's called Transistor, and um, I got it, and I've been really enjoying it. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, again, super are yeah super giant games their music's fantastic uh the music in transistors amazing it's you know bastion style like music level oh i have this on ps4 yeah yeah have you been have you played it or Uh, i have not it's one of the ps plus like free games from a while back yeah it's it's a lot of fun um the music's fantastic uh the story is great um, and the gameplay is really interesting too, because it's sort of like a, a cyberpunk world, um, and you're collecting like people's like I guess their cyber souls, where you can like um, equip them into your sword, and their um, their souls do different things depending on like what function you run it as, like a computer function, and there's three different slot functions that you can put it into okay. and it gives you different like buffs it gives you different attacks so you can really like style your plane um around those particular uh functions 
Uh, so it has a very diverse like gameplay. And then there's two ways that you can play it. You can play it real time, but if you don't enjoy real time, you can also do it through um, kind of like the VAT system in Fallout where you can pre-plan your movement and it takes up action points. And then oh, you can let that you know cycle through gain those action points back and then go back into like the vault mode yeah yeah so i've been having a lot of fun with it and the nice thing about like super giant games they're not that long so like i'm already halfway through this game oh really yeah oh and i looked up hades is the name of their roguelike that's coming out right yeah um yeah so this game i think it takes about like 10 hours maybe 12 hours to beat um i can actually uh, i'm looking that up right now yeah i was like main story is just six hours six hours yeah so it's it's not it's not that long and again like it's a it was on steam so it was like two dollars i was like all right i'll i'll buy that game for just like two bucks so yeah so yeah i've been having a lot of fun with it it's it's definitely you know i really enjoy that um company I think they put out fantastic games. Um, they've put out very unique games. Like I played Bastion before, I played Pyre before, and uh, yeah, I was always wanting to get around to play Transistor. So it really kind of gave me an excuse when I saw it was so cheap on the yeah. Steam sales. But yeah. yeah, and I've uh, I've never played it i have access to it but i have played bastion and just based on that yeah like anything super giant does like you said is is yeah. probably pretty quality i mean i would recommend it um especially if you have it i mean it's only a six hour commitment i'm probably going a little bit slow because they're the, on like the hub world you can do challenges and um the challenges oh, yeah you know more things and I yeah well, i was looking at completionist is about 15 hours so yeah that's that's i mean perfect it's not bad. like yeah yeah six hours is is a, a good amount especially if you can get this on a discount and everything so so yeah i've been having a lot of fun playing it yeah i figured out recently that i'm at this point in my life i feel like a video game that's the perfect length quote unquote is the the like six to six to 12 hour game like yeah. anything more than that and i'm probably not gonna finish it yeah um like that's just the perfect sweet spot of a game for me mm-hmm. um but uh yeah no that's cool I, I definitely will check that out now that um now that i i know it's it's worth doing <laughs> yeah and you know it's not like a full commitment and it's a lot of fun yeah yeah, you'll have to let me know what your style of play is because again, like you can really customize your own style. I mean, probably just, the same thing I always play is just a tank, like just big and dumb and loud. <laughs> we'll see if you can make that build work. Yeah, yeah, probably not if it's like a super giant game. So, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, the other thing I did is I watched a. Um, documentary mm-hmm. that probably would have come in handy back when we did our our alien quadri- quadrilogy episode <laughs> um, called memory the origins of alien oh cool and it focused specifically on um like i mean we didn't miss a whole lot 
based on what they were talking about of mm-hmm. between my notes and what we covered together. Um, but it's a really good, concise breakdown of why Alien is such an important movie. Yeah. Um, it's also done by the company. Um, God, I can't remember. I think it's Legion M. Um, and they're, they're the studio that is all fan owned. Like oh, they, cool. they, they sell stock shares in the mm-hmm. movies. And mm-hmm. my understanding is that depending on how much stock you buy in them, um, you actually get a say, like a vote for, yeah, well, we should pursue this one. Yeah, we should not pursue that one. Like oh. they also put out uh, Mandy. Oh, that's, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really interesting documentary. I highly recommend it um, to everyone. Uh, we've already done an episode covering it, so I won't go into it any further than that. But um, where, where did you watch it? Netflix? Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Actually. Okay. Yeah, Amazon has it right now. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Is it for free for Prime? Uh, no, but it's only like seven or eight dollars. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's to buy, not to rent. Yeah. Because a lot of companies are jacking up their rental fees because they can't put things in theaters anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, no the um the document is really well constructed. Uh, at first, I was watching it and I was like, "Wait, is this a movie? Movie? Like, is this?" did they make a fan film of alien because it starts off with this uh kind of like short film as an introduction yeah uh, and but it's it's actually a proper documentary so oh, if cool. you do watch it be aware that it's like it, it's not a fan film yeah. <laughs> but yeah that, that's about it on that one sweet yeah um my second one is again a another video game because steam sale um, I ended up playing and beating um, Grifflands. It's a game that is in early access, so you know there's definitely a, um, I guess, a pre-warning that it is early access, so it hasn't finished yet. But uh, Grifflands is a lot of fun. It is a, I wouldn't call it rogue because it definitely has a story to tell, but it's a deck-building game. And as everybody knows, I do enjoy some You do love your deck builders. Yeah. Oh, they call it a roguelite. Roguelite. So so the thing is, it's not, it doesn't, the story isn't the same always, but it has, like, the same story beats. Gotcha. Um, Okay you know the same kind of decision points that you can make um because there is a story to the game but um and there's it's it's very a binary story where you can either go with faction a or faction b but the events that get you through the story are random Hmm, okay yeah so um it's been a lot of fun because First of all, there are two decks that you have to build. You build a battle deck, and then you build a social deck, which is really cool. Um, you can like build this social deck to like talk with people and stuff like that yeah. and have those kind of interactions. So you could actually just play the game straight like pacifism and like 
talk your way through it. And I like it where the cards gain experience through the amount of you or the amount of time set you play them. So the cards that you play the most will uh, level up basically and do better things. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, it's it's really interesting and just like the I think where he excels is through the social um, or the social deck. Because there's a lot of interesting ways that you can create those kind of decks. Um, and, you know, you can have, like, these arguments. And these arguments allow you to, like, do other things. And it's it took me a while just to kind of, like, figure out exactly how to play those social decks. Because, again, the, um, the bow decks are pretty straightforward. You know, you attack with the number that is on the card and, you know, there's definitely different builds that you can create because it is, you know, um, a deck building game. So you have to have these unique builds and things like that. But right. yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun for an early access game. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm really like, you know, digging the uh, game that they've created and they've got two out of the three characters already done and i've played through the two characters so i'm definitely looking forward to the uh to the third character like they've definitely got me hooked cool yeah no that that sounds really interesting it kind of sounds like slay the spire it's scratching that same itch it is um but it definitely is telling more of a story like Mm. this is you know slay the spire is very um just deck building this is and it's interesting so with like slay the spire i can play that game and listen to like a podcast or listen to like a twitch stream or something along those lines like yeah i don't need to be fully invested in that game because that game isn't telling me a story sure. you know i'm going through kind of the same motions and i know what those motions are with this game I need to give my full like dedication to this game because it's telling a story. And like, if I don't, if I'm not reading, you know, what's on the uh, screen or anything like that, if I don't know what's going on, I might make a mistake. Like I might help out somebody who I don't want to help out, or Mm -hmm. I might, you know, do something along those lines. So this is definitely a game that you really have to like give your full attention to. So I think it's unique in that way. And yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I picked up slay the spire a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I haven't tried it yet. Okay. Um, it's on PS4 now. So I got a physical copy for like eight bucks through oh, Amazon. Cool. <laughs> so I plan to, to fire that up once I finish this last tomb Raider. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if you out. enjoy um, Slay the Spire, I would highly recommend this game. But again, cool. like you don't play stuff on PC, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I use Mac, and uh, with the the latest patch, like most of my library is not supported. So yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've never really bought anything on Steam anyway. Like it's all from like humble bundles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's mainly charity reasons. <laughs> um, but uh yeah so uh what was that it on uh griftlands yeah that that's pretty much it for just me in general 
Those oh, okay. Two big games I was playing. Oh, gotcha. Um, well, so I have a lot of stuff. So if something else occurs, just let me know. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I'll just go through mine very quickly. <laughs> um, so I watched uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. I don't oh. know if you've seen that or not. Oh, um, yeah. Then, like, recently. Well, not Yeah, recently, it, it came out like a year ago, I think. Yeah. Um, it's um, kind of a reboot to the series. Kind of like if he were to never make another movie with Jane Silent Bob, um, it would it's be a nice little, oh. like bow on that their story yeah they um, answer a lot of like questions and stuff like that yeah i mean well and and the funny thing is you have to i wouldn't recommend this just to the general viewer um mm-hmm. like i would like you pretty much have to have seen his other movies to like get a lot of the jokes and stuff um there's a scene where they're at I don't think it's actually Comic-Con. I think it's a con that's been built up around the Jay and Silent Bob characters that exist as celebrities within the universe that they're in in the movie that's based on Blunt Man and Chronic. Um, And he does his thing where he puts his friends in the movie, but he has them as panelists. And so uh, the characters run through a panel uh, on clerks. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's uh, because Kevin Smith is in the movie as an exaggerated version of himself. So it's like he's in this universe, both as Silent Bob and also as Kevin Smith himself. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Like, I like the meta humor of that. Um, Yeah. But the scene where they're running through the clerks panel, it cuts to the panelists and every everything around them is in color but they've been color corrected so that just they are in black and white (laughs) (laughs) which is a pretty funny visual gag um but yeah like you have to have seen his other stuff really to to get a lot of the jokes that that they make in there Mm -hmm. um but if you've seen it um or seen at least a handful of his movies you would probably have a good time watching it okay um the other or the, the, the other movie that, that I watched, I've watched it probably four times in the past week. Um, oh, wow. It's a Netflix movie. And funnily enough, you know this about me. I hate Will Ferrell. I can't stand him in anything that he's in. Yep. Except for the Netflix movie that just came out called Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Um, okay. That movie is hilarious. So he and Rachel McAdams are uh, bandmates trying to get into the Eurovision Song Contest, which in Europe, because everything is bundled underneath the European Broadcasting Corporation, um, is kind of like a continent-wide star search. And it's all like... Every, every country has sent an act to compete for best song, right? Mm-hmm. So each country has their own little mini competitions to weed out the best from like the top 10 bands, right? Uh, by, by their countries voting in. And then yeah. they all perform at the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, and it's every country in Europe and more like apparently Israel has a contestant. In, in the actual, like, th- this is a real-life contest that's going oh, on. Oh, huh. There that goes on. 
Yeah. Um, and it has been since the 50s. But um, like Israel has contestants, which I wouldn't really consider Israel part of Europe. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess if they're, they're on the, the EBC, then they count. Um, it's. It, it's a very fun movie, especially if you follow anything with regards to European fashion or um, pop music, because it's it's largely a pop music contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they nail the sounds like like none of the bands in it are real, except for they have sprinkled throughout and then a big sing along section um, actual winners of the past past few years from this mm. contest so like there's a busker who's like playing a song when they they finally get to edinburgh um and he won in like 2015 <laughs> nice. um there's a sing-along where like all of these people are attending the fake characters house party uh is kind of like a kickoff to the event and they they break out in spontaneous quote-unquote song that's not spontaneous at all because it's a comedy yeah. um but they're all past winners and and, uh, finalists in it um but yeah no i i highly recommend this movie um even if you don't follow that specific song contest there's a lot to like in it because like the the stereotypes are broad enough that you'll get a joke like you're not going to miss out on anything yeah um and it's funny they they actually filmed it and they they wanted to release it uh to theaters i think alongside the actual contest which happens back in i think it happens in like may or june sometime um but because of coronavirus they couldn't so netflix got it (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no it that's really fun um and i highly recommend it uh actually i kind of want to make it a future episode I, i don't know like if you want to give it a watch through and get back to me on that. Yeah, I, I mean, how long through. is it? I mean, it's a movie. It's like an hour and a half, maybe two okay. hours. Something. Like it's it's a it's a movie length. Um, but but uh, yeah, just give it a, a look through. And if you like it, we can talk about it. If not, no worries. Yeah, I'll give, it a, <laughs> give it a watch. Uh, and then let's see. So I listened to... Do you know what the desert sessions are? No. No. Okay. Hmm. So just broadly, uh, the desert sessions are um, come out of about a week worth of work. Uh, They're they're a thing hosted by Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age, way out in the desert, Mm -hmm. where he has a bunch of his musician friends come and hang out at his uh, workplace slash studio slash I'm imagining a bunch of cabins and bungalows and shit out in the middle yeah. of the desert. And yeah. they just spend a week um, fiddle farting around on songs and music and they record it and they put it out on vinyl. Right. So this year's offering, they, they, they usually do it every few years. So mm-hmm. I listened to volumes 11 and 12, which sound like a lot, but really 11 is one side of a vinyl and 12 is another side of a vinyl. So it's, it's about half an hour worth of music. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Um, I really recommend it. Like, I, I think you can stream. You can probably stream it through Spotify. 
Um, oh. huh. But it's it's got that like kind of queens of the stone age sound but because there's a lot of people who are not in queens of the stone age it's got a much looser sound too Mm -hmm. so it's not quite as is uh jarring and sharp sounding like it's it's more more electro sounding kind of uh the volume 12 is much more like dance oriented and catchy pop beats and stuff and then 11 is <clears throat> more like queens of the stone agey if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah but uh but both, of them is, both of them are good uh because i pre-ordered it or maybe because it came late i don't know um i had originally ordered the vinyl but they sent along a, a cd as well so oh, that's cool <laughs> now I can listen to it in the car yeah <laughs> and uh let's see i have two things left um i finished up a book uh, called Q Teen 84 by Haruki Murakami. Um, it's a very, like, I don't know if you've read any Murakami or not. I have not. Um, it's very dense. It's about 1,200 pages. Jeez. Wow. Uh, no. It's three volumes. So, like, when he released it in Japan, um, it's a it's a three-volume set because they, they release, um, I think they're called Choban which are the, the much slimmer, smaller volumes, hmm. um, just for self shelf space reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would uh, imagine like having a big book like that would eat up a lot of your space. Yeah. Especially he, like um, working at Barnes and Noble, you know. Yeah, you the shelf to, real like, estate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I'm and again, just based on on um the, the length and the density of it, like it's not a good candidate for a book club like we do. Yeah. Um, but it is a very well-written book, like a lot of stuff he does. Um, it There's, I want to say there's like three or four storylines going on at the same time, but time travel is involved. Um, there's themes of dystopianism throughout, hence the, the 1984 reference in the title, but it's q 84 because yeah. it's, it's a different timeline. Um, Hmm. And it, you know, it's, it's very dense, very layered. Um, You could probably do mm, probably a good 10, 10 to 12 episodes breaking down this one book. Like it's, it's It's got everything Um, but the kitchen sink. It's yeah, it's, it's got a lot going on in it, but I, I do really recommend it to anyone who's interested in, his style of, of fiction because um, he's, he's a very good author and I don't know how much people read him here in America. I know I read him in college, but I was taking kind of a, a niche English lit class, but yeah, it was I mean, focused on Japanese lit. <laughs> I've never heard of this person before. So yeah, he wrote, um, I think the most well-known thing he's written here would be either wind up bird chronicle or wild sheep chase. Yeah, um <laughs> he, he's one of these like postmodern authors um that you know is good and critically acclaimed and widely read everywhere but america i think uh-huh. <laughs> um like he's a little bit more niche here but mm-hmm. um yeah recommend it i would recommend sticking all the way through because it does not end how you would expect it to <laughs> um okay. and then the last thing which I definitely do want to make a, a um, an episode, uh, I think, 
just because of how interesting it is mechanically is my wife and I played um, a board game called uh, Last Friday. Hmm, never heard of it. Is it it's, a recent board game? Or? Um, it's within the past couple of years. Um, like Kickstarter or something? Uh, no, I don't think so because it's... Um, I think Archon Studio put it out, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I forget who put it out actually, but it's a um, it's a horror themed board game. So like it's one player plays. At, well, actually, there's a couple different play styles in it, which is why I think it's interesting for us to talk about. Um, so one player always plays as the Jason character, mm-hmm. and the other characters, or one other character, if you know, you're playing it with two people, um, controls all of the counselors. And they're trying to last the night, right? They're trying to get all the keys to unlock the cabins uh, in one one style of playthrough, trying to to unlock the cabins and just stay alive for seven rounds. Mm -hmm. Um, The, or a certain number of rounds. I forget if it's like seven or 12 or something. Uh, And the killer uh, actually has their own movement chart. So they write down the numbers of the spaces they go to because the the characters can't. Yeah. It's sort of like the um, Dracula game. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But everything's confined to one, one board. It's not like you're chasing Dracula around Europe. Like it's still a hidden movement game. Mm -hmm. Um, now there's that version that we played um and we're hoping to try out maybe maybe this uh next weekend or something um there's a a campaign mode okay where where things persist yeah things persist and the the uh the goals change so like and if if you're a horror movie fan like we are and you've seen the friday the 13th movies there's like I think there's five different sessions, but like the first one references the first movie. And so like the second one um, references the second movie with the goals and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like there are some outskirts, like, like the town, uh, like a diner in town or whatever that you can go to. And so a lot of that is referencing other movies later in the series with the goals of like, okay, uh, the killer quote unquote has been resurrected and (laughs) um is chasing you down in revenge how do you proceed Hmm. um now all the counselors like there's there's like four or five colors and each color has multiple counselors behind them and they all have different skills and different things that they start with because the counselors do have things like lanterns and flashlights which you know if the killers within so many squares they actually have a piece that they put down on the board because now they can now you can can see see you yeah Yeah. Hmm. um but but yeah basically the the killer's goal is to kill all the counselors and the counselors have varying goals depending on the campaign campaign component you're you're playing through yeah that does Um, sound interesting yeah yeah it's it's really fun um surprisingly enough i do know that the, the creators and the original team behind it are all italian and so but whoever they did uh or contracted for the translation um of the rule book is really good it's not like a a lot of asmodee games where 
you're reading through and it's like these rules don't make any sense and it's like yeah. oh right because they were originally in french and they just did a google translate on the rules yeah um, they they actually like the rules are very simple it, it looks more complex than it is when you look at the board there's a bunch of like dots and pips on this map that you move to it's it's not very complex but it's super fun and i like the fact that there's different modes of play yeah that um, always gives you some variety yeah and because there's multiple different characters per player there's some variety and replayability there as well of like oh what if i start with this character that actually um has these items instead <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah we're cycling through those um I think in both playthroughs, the killer won. Um, hmm. Just because they, there's a huge advantage in, in the hidden movement. Yeah, and I'm sure that um, you guys will need to play a couple of times just to like fully grasp all of the, you know... Yeah, the intricacies behind yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, that, that's one that I would definitely like to talk about with you. Um, yeah. We just when... need to be able to... to get play together first yeah. play. um <laughs> or i mean you know i'm sure there's tabletop simulator um god that i know that there's a lot of a lot of different uh youtube videos because you know we always read the rules first but then look online on youtube to see like how to play and be like okay are we playing this correct? yeah i would <laughs> rather play the game before we're yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah highly recommend that one um and maybe we'll go into more detail in it at a later point in time yeah um let's see what are the what is the next episode coming up so the next episode should be uh over the garden wall yeah that one's a lot of fun yeah have you um you've watched that right i've yeah i've seen it multiple times and i'm, nice. I'm about to do another rewatch before we record that because um, we'll probably record in another couple weeks or so yeah um but uh yeah so we'll, we'll be talking about over the garden wall um the current book club book is uh night circus by aaron morgenstern mm -hmm. um and i think as far as conventions go did did you we may or may not take a look at dragon con yeah, depends on what yeah what their content is. If it's you know rehashed content, yeah, probably not. not. Yeah, um, it all depends on what depends. they do. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, with that, I think we're we're done. All right. <laughs> well, everybody, stay safe. You know, try to stay in if you can, and everything. I know this is definitely rough times and whatnot, but it we'll is. get through it together. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, with that, I guess, uh, you know, shoot us an email, contact us on Facebook, and, uh, you know, stay golden and wear your fucking mask. Yeah, be kind. See ya. Bye.